Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Those that are watching us online, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. Those that are uh, so a little archaic and you bring in a Bible to church, that's what we're going to be reading out of. John chapter 3, verse 16. One of the most noted one of the most recognized, one of the most quoted scriptures in the Bible. We're going to read out of it. Many of us know the scripture. Many of you may are probably hearing it for the very first time. Um, I promise you that um, you'll, you'll look at this just a little different. I hope you look at it a lot different as we cover the topic that I want to cover for the next few Sundays, what about heaven? What about heaven? That's a question. What about heaven? For the, for the moms, dads that have kids, little ones, as Rebecca alluded to, feel free. There are rooms on the sides. If you need to take a break for the kids, we understand. It's a long time sitting. We are working to transition into our kids' ministry within the next few weeks. We're still working on that. So, um, But in the meantime, in the right hand, on my right hand side, but your left, there's a kitchen with a refrigerator, microwave, a lazy boy, remote control, a TV. <laughs> but feel free. It's your home. Walk on back. Take the kid back for a break. They may need it. Um, all right? But John chapter 3, verse 16, we're going to read verse 16 and 17. For God loved, for God loved, who loved? Who loved? For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone, so that who? So that who? White folk. Black folk. Hispanic, the rich, poor, everyone, everyone, everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have what? But have what? Eternal life. God sent his son unto the world, into the world, not to do what? Not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Speaking about Jesus. Now, I'm going to share these uh, few points with you as I get into this topic. We may not jump in fully into the topic of heaven as this is going to be an intro. But God demonstrates his love for humanity in that he knew that the sin you were born into or we were all born into as a result of Adam and Eve's disobedience wasn't our fault. God knew it wasn't our fault. So he sends his son, Jesus, 
to pay a penalty of that inherited sin, and then you receive the credit of his sacrifice. You see how that works? Jesus pays the price, you inherit the credit. Now, it's very important that you understand that Jesus doesn't just forgive your sins. Now, I want you to pay attention to this detail because this is very important because many times we go through life, we go through life carrying our, our past sins, remembering our past sins. So I want you to keep this as I share this detail with you. When Jesus forgives, he doesn't forgive like we forgive. When Jesus forgives, he remits your sin. What does that mean, Pastor Jay? Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. For, this is Jesus, when he's uh, uh, during the Last Supper, as he is breaking bread during the Last Supper with his disciples, this is what Jesus said. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for, for, for some, for few, for many, for the remission of sin. Remission isn't forgiveness. Let me clarify that. Remission means that something was more than just forgiven. It is erased so that it has never ever to show up. It will never show up. It's as if it never existed to begin with. How many know that that is good news? Remission of sin means that your sins are expunged, that your sins are removed, that your sins are deleted and blotted out. How many know that is good news? How many know that is good news? That no one, no one can accuse you of something because there is absolutely no trace that it ever existed to begin with. That's good stuff. Now, this is what the sacrifice on the cross afforded us all. Now, all we have to do is receive that sacrifice and all, all of our sins yesterday, sins today, the sins you're going to commit tomorrow are going to be washed away without a trace. That's called remission of sin. I think you should clap for that. And, and, and you need to be reminded this you need to be reminded this of this the next time the enemy comes to remind you of why you cannot do such and such, of why you may feel unworthy to do such and such. My sins yesterday, today, and tomorrow have already been dealt with on the cross. That's remissions of sin. That is good news. So as I begin this chat, there are five things that are noted here in the first two verses that I read this morning. Number one, we read out of John 3.16 that God loves the world. Can you say that God loves the world? All right, number two, that true love, and I want you to understand this. True love is the ability to say yes or no to something or to someone. True love, true love is the ability to say yes or no to something or someone. That's called choice. Somebody say choice. Number three, he doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want anyone to die. 
He doesn't want anyone to suffer. Number four, as a result of God's love and God's not wanting anyone to perish, he provides the world with the remedy so that the world he loves doesn't perish. Lastly, number five, that through Jesus, through, through Jesus, the world would not perish, but instead gain something that we don't talk enough about, and that's eternal life. Churches across the world are filled with a constant dialogue about eternal condemnation, but very little, very little on the topic or on the subject of eternal life, eternal life. And those are the things that we are aiming to talk about. In his original state, you and I, man, was created by God. We were created to be eternal beings, eternal beings. Are you following me? All right, we can talk back here, guys. Are you following me? All right, thank you. Now, as I begin this topic on what about heaven, I want you to understand that God didn't create man as a mortal being. All right, death did not exist. When God created man, when God created, are you, are you removing Eve? Are we removing Eve? Eden. Eve, oh my goodness. I, I, the, you, you got it? The Garden of Eden? Okay, you got it? So, so okay. So listen, God did not create man as a mortal being. Death did not exist. Both man and woman, both man and woman, both man and woman were created in God's image like, and likeness. Listen, both man and woman were created in God's likeness, in God's image. We are the essence of God. We're not God, but we are the essence of God. Uh, how, how many like orange juice? How many like orange juice? Orange juice, orange juice, orange juice, orange juice, orange juice. All right. So if you grabbed an orange and you squeeze the orange, right? What do you get? What do you get? The juice isn't the orange. The orange isn't the juice, but it is the essence of, of, of the orange that you are squeezing. So in essence, you and I are the essence of God. Or is this guy calling God an orange? No, I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to explain that you and me, we are the essence of of God. Do you get that? Young folk, are you guys getting that? Not a monkey. Not a monkey. All right. You are created in the image and the likeness of God Almighty. All right. Now, both man and woman have spirit. They have a soul and they live in a body. Out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23, young folk, guys that are in high school, guys that are transitioning into college, into college. I want you guys to get this. This is life-changing, all right? Listen, now may the God of peace may you holy in every way and may you, listen, may your whole spirit, your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless unto our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Jesus is coming again. And in the meantime, the whole you, spirit, soul, and body are to be kept what? Blameless. 
Now, I want to I want to explain these three things so that we can understand before we talk about heaven, I need to understand these three things because it's very important that you understand this. Many of us don't get it right. And because we don't get it right, we suffer or we rob ourselves and we live absent of God's benefits. The spirit of man is the part of man that belongs to God regardless of faith. The spirit of man, the spirit of woman, it is the part of man that belongs to God regardless of faith or believing. God's spirit is the, is the part in man that animates, it animates you. It makes you alive. Now, this isn't by no, no way uh, intended to be mistaken with the third person of the Holy Godhead, which is the Holy Spirit. No, I'm talking about the Spirit. We're not talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about God's Spirit. Everything on earth has God's Spirit if it has life. Everything on earth, everything on earth has Spirit, God's spirit, if it has life, from animals, plants, trees, if it has life, it has properties that God can claim as his. Now, the spirit in man belongs to God, and it returns to him when we die. Did you get that? When we die, the spirit, the spirit of man goes to heaven with God. The soul, somebody say the soul. Somebody say the soul. Come on, say it like you have some soul. The soul. <laughs> the soul of man is then the part of you that makes you you. Let me say that again. The soul is the part of you that makes you you. Your identity, your memories, your feelings. This is the part of every man that chooses to believe or chooses not to believe. This is the part of man that is lost. This is the part of man that is saved. This is where forgiveness happens. It happens in the soul. This is the part of man that in my view is the most detrimental to the overall life of a person. Matthew chapter 10 verse 28. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said this. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only. Fear only. What did I say? Come on, say it like you're a scarlet note. All right. Fear only who? Who? The pastor. The bishop. The evangelist. The prophet. Fear only God who can destroy both the soul and the body. Where? In hell. The soul is the part of you that God can destroy. But I want you to listen to, I want you to listen to this. God himself cannot take your soul from you. Did you hear that? God just God won't take your soul from you. Remember, love is the ability to say yes or no to something. And he loves you so much that he has given you a choice to say yes or say no. Did you hear that? If, 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 if somebody is saying no to you and you are insisting, 
then chances are that's called control and manipulation. Are you getting that? Young ladies, are you getting that? When you say no, it is no. If somebody's imposing themselves, that's called control. That's called manipulation. You got it? We must give our soul to God. We give it by choice. It's not forced. Your soul, like the spirit, is eternal. Eternal. Now, number three, the body. The body is but a sophisticated suit. It is a suit that is occupied by your spirit, by your soul, so that you'll be able to navigate through the atmosphere and the environment in which we currently live here on earth. That's what the body is for. It's a suit. Some of us have a thin suit. Some of us have a more uh, sophisticated suit. My suit is sophisticated. I have more spirit and more soul than most of you. I'm sorry, but that's God-given. I can't argue that. So he made the he gave me an adequate suit to. All right, let me. See. <laughs> when Adam and Eve sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned, an enemy called death was birthed to us all. So when Adam and Eve are born. I'm sorry, are created or they sinned, there is an enemy that is birthed to us all called death. And this enemy keeps us from living eternally here on earth. Now you were originally, originally designed to live forever. But then because of sin, there is an enemy that creeps in and that enemy is what robs you from living eternally. So your body ages. Your body is susceptible to decay. And this is important because I want our children to understand what happens. Parents, I need you to understand this stuff so that you know what to tell your children. If you are a Christian, these are some fundamentals. These are some things that we all ought to know. Because of sin, death becomes a necessary foe. A necessary, uh, I would say, a necessary rival. Without death, then you would eternally be committed to this world. Without death, you would um, continue to be slaves of the limitations of this world. Without death, if you were terminally sick, you would remain sick eternally. Without death, if you had a tragic accident and you suffered hurt and pain, that hurt and pain would last forever. Poverty would last forever. If, if, if you lived forever, genocide, dictatorship, hunger, famine, war would last forever without death. Are we getting it? Death comes into the picture for us all as a result of sin. And no one is immune no, no one is immune to death. No one is exempt from death. Are we all getting the picture with me? Because man's sin, God's holy presence could not fellowship with man. He, he couldn't fellowship with man like he once did. So, so God had to separate himself from his beloved creation. 
So then when Jesus comes to earth, somebody say, thank Jesus. So when Jesus comes to earth and he dies, Jesus settles the penalty of sin. Meaning that sin would no longer have the separation properties that it once did. So through Jesus, we now have an ongoing high priest that advocates for us. He serves as a mediator. He connects man to God and God to man. And he does it by way of his sacrifice, not yours. Did you get that? It's by his sacrifice, not yours. I don't know what you've been told before, but it's not your sacrifice. It's his sacrifice. Now, along with serving as our high priest, Jesus did one more major work here on earth. Major. The enemy that the world now knows as death is no longer a rival to the sons and the daughters of God Almighty. If you are a child of God, if you are a child of God, let me hear you make some noise. Why is that good news? Listen, if you are a child of God, death no longer has a grip on us. Listen, if you have chosen Jesus to be your savior, the good news is that, listen, death no longer has a grip on you. Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 2. And because you belong to who? Jesus, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. That's good news. Now, very similar to COVID-19. If we were to look at death like COVID-19, it is an enemy. It has become a rival. When I interviewed uh, my grandson, Nehemiah, I don't know how many saw that interview, but when I interviewed him, I, I asked him a question and he answered with so much sincerity and, and it was so pure. I said, Nehemiah, well, what do you like least about COVID-19? And he didn't use the word dislike. He said, I hate COVID-19. And I said, son, why do you hate COVID-19? And he said, because it's robbed me of all the things that I love. And I want you to think about that. Death has come into the world as a toxic virus to rob and steal and destroy all of the things that we love. Not just the things, but even the people that we love. However, some of us are now starting to get a little relief, a little bit of a break. Why? Because now there's a vaccine. Regardless of whether you want to accept that it is good or bad, there is a vaccine out there. And some people are actually rejoicing that we may have uh, go back to some form of normalcy. But let me tell you about Jesus, the vaccine. Jesus, the vaccine. Listen, for death, for death, let me tell you, there's no need to, to check it. There's no need for any laboratory work. It works. Listen, it works. But very similar to the COVID-19 vaccine, it's by choice. It's by choice. You have to make a choice. 
Jesus comes and he serves as a permanent vaccine against the consequences of sin for us all. But Jesus comes. He makes us inoculated. And all you have to do is accept it or reject it. In addition to this immunization from the effects of sin of death, here we go, I love this. For those that choose Jesus as their Lord and Savior, now he adds, he adds this amazing, amazing, amazing added bonus. He adds the gift of eternal life. Listen, not only does he defeat death, not only does he defeat sin, but then he provides eternal life. That's good news. Listen, John 3, 16, 17, for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him would not perish, but have what? Eternal life. Now that eternal life begins now, begins here. It begins here on earth, but it extends well into your passing. You don't have to wait till you go to heaven so that you can begin to experience eternal life. You know, this is what gets me with a lot of Christian people. I cannot understand so many stressed out, grumpy, angry Christians. When you have been exposed and you have been given eternal life, you, you have been given heaven here. You have been given heaven here. There is, there, is, there is no need for any external influence for your joy and your happiness other than the one that you've already received through Jesus. That's good. You know, if it, it makes me laugh. I tell Becky, listen, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. If you guys get a firm request from me, you may want to shut me down. That's on TikTok. I'll be everywhere. I be every. I see y'all dancing to Coopers. I see y'all dancing, getting jiggy with it. I could do it for the world to see, but Lord, I can't do it in His presence. And listen, and 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 the the temporary joy of social media, social media, that we have followers, that, that we have likes that I have views. Are you kidding me, people? Jesus had 12 followers and changed the world. Right. The eternal life, the eternal life of heaven begins now. You don't have to wait to go to heaven to experience heaven here on earth. From the moment, listen, and this is husbands and wives, in marriage, in families, I love what Doug said today. Can I tell you, man, if you get a chance, go back home and watch Doug again. Watch Doug again so you get this thing. You are the house of God. You are it. From the moment that you turn your life over to Jesus, the eternal living, the eternal living begins on earth, and then it extends well into your death. From the moment that you turn your life over, something happens in your life eternally. A few things need to happen first in order for this to fully take course. And this is why I want to give you these things detail by detail so that you are well informed. When we die on earth, our bodies become dormant. 
because the body is now absent of the spirit that animates the body. Remember, the spirit is no longer there. The spirit is what animates the body. The body now is absent of a spirit is also absent of a soul. And that's what gives the body, the animated body, a personality. No longer it's there. So now the body in this state ceases from being alive. And when we attend a funeral, what we see is the suit. What we see is the body. But the soul and the spirit are no longer there. Are you getting that? As Christians, we are all awaiting a future event. That's been foretold in scripture when Jesus will come back from heaven. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. If you get a chance, go home. I want you to read the whole chapter. I want you to just read the whole chapter. Read and, and, and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you about these verses. But I'm just going to pick up on a few verses here to help us get to this point. For the Lord himself... The Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First, 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 the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on earth will be caught up into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. And then, this is the part that we've messed up. So encourage each other with these words. With what words? What words? Everything that I just finished reading. That, that, that should be encouragement for us. Not fear. It should be encouraging not scary it should be encouraging listen it should be encouraging something's happened at the sound of this angelic trumpet like a shout he will be in the clouds and in the twinkling of an eye think about that in the twinkling of an eye that means the blink of an eye the bodies that are dormant here on earth with no life are once again joined with the spirit and soul again. Except that this new body that the spirit and soul is going to occupy now will be transformed into a body very much identical like the body of Jesus after the resurrection. That's good news. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14. For since we believe that Jesus died, how many believe that he died? How many believe that he died? All right, they didn't sneak out the body through the back door. No, okay, they didn't do that. They didn't hide the body. He, he wasn't in a coma and then, and then came back. To, that's all the stuff that our kids in college are being told, guys. All right, about all of the possibilities of this whole Jesus um, conspiracy. So no, for since we believe that Jesus died and was what? Raised to life again. We also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him who? Who? What believers? The ones who have died. This belief is vital. It's essential to the core of our belief system as Christians. This is vital. We are instructed to encourage one another 
with this truth. We are instructed to inspire one another about what's going to happen in the future. This life is supposed to be an encouraging part of every Christian, not a scary one. Listen. Listen to this chapter. I want to give you these, this chapter, but I want to give it to you using two different Bible translations. The first one that I'm going to use is the New American Standard Bible. And then the second one is going to be the message. But let me give you the first one. Here we go. First Thessalonians chapter 414. I'm sorry. 13. Guys, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. We're at 13. But, but we do not want you to be what? What's the, what? Other versions say ignorant. Ignorant. Listen, we don't want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are dormant, asleep, so that you will, so that you will not, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. I, I don't think you got that last line. I don't think you got that last line. You're grieving. It's not like the rest of the world. Your grieving ought to be different because you have this truth. This truth should have an impact on the way we grieve. Are you listening? The, 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 the factor here is what? Hope. Somebody say hope. Somebody say hope. Listen to what the message Bible. Now the message Bible is kind of like, so the difference is New American Standard Bible is like, I'm speaking to you. The message Bible is more like Becky speaking to you. Right? So if you were if you were sick, I'd come to you and and, and I and and I'd be my brother, you're you're not well and things are not looking well, so you're going to be transitioning and 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 you're going to go see the Lord. That's gonna be great. Becky's like, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. And you'll see your maker. So this is the message. This is the message. This is, this is the Becky version. Regarding the question, friends, that has come on about what happens to us already, uh, those already dead and buried, we don't want you in the dark any longer. Oh, man. Are, are you listening to this? When you leave here, I want you just to just, man, you got to meditate on this stuff. I mean, you, I mean, really thinking about, about why do I call myself a Christian? Why is Jesus my Lord and Savior? Why do I come out on a Sunday? Why do I raise my hands and say, thank you, God? Thank, why? I want you to change. Listen, it says, we don't want you to be in the dark any longer. First off, you must not carry on over them like people who have nothing to look forward to as if the grave were the last word. We have gotten so accustomed for our encouragement to be something else. Our encouragement has stopped being this. Our encouragement has stopped being that. We have gotten spoiled with teachings about God's abundance here on earth. We have gotten spoiled. We, we, have been, we have been taught the wrong teachings of encouragement. 
We were supposed to be encouraged by the hope of eternal life, of eternity. Instead, we have become more accustomed to being encouraged and encouraging one another with an expectation of prosperity. And that's how we're encouraged. Now, now that I've got you to this point, there's a big dilemma. I want you to stand to your feet. There's a big dilemma here. Stand to your feet. There's a big dilemma here. For those that are watching online, there's a big dilemma. There's a big dilemma. Wait a minute. So, if I die, my dormant body comes back to life, and then the spirit, the spirit, and my soul return to me, and my body is now transformed. Pastor Jay, where has my spirit been all of this time after I die? What's happened? What's happened to my soul all of this time while I die? We're going to talk about that. I want to answer those questions next week as we get into this topic of heaven. Heaven is an exciting place, guys. Heaven is such a real place. I want to tell you, in this church, I will flood your life out with heaven versus hell. Let me, let me tell you, I, I have no need, no need to, to, to use scare tactics. But if I give you truth and I encourage you with this, there is no need, no need to use these tactics. So my friend, my brother, my sister, those that are listening online, look, we got people, people flipping, doing cartwheels online. <laughs> listen it all starts with one choice Jesus one choice Jesus I don't have to understand it all but one thing I do want to I, I, I do need to know and be certain of that is that if something happens to me Jesus eternity today right now so with all eyes closed I want all eyes closed in this place all eyes closed if you're looking at me, your eyes aren't closed. I want the young people to hear me and hear me good. Young people, hear me and hear me good. All right, not well. I want you to hear me good. Jesus is so personal, so intimate. Jesus is so much more than the tradition of dad and mom and uncles and grandparents. Jesus is so much more than just a church, a religion, a faith, a, a tradition, a denomination. Jesus is so much more than that. There is a place called heaven that's eternal that, that you will have the chance to visit, to speak, to walk, to think, to remember, to experience eternally the joys. But it all starts with one choice here on earth and that is the choice to make Jesus your savior thank you again for checking out our podcast if you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing please check us out at www.scarletnote.org see you next time